Hello guys, welcome to my channel, Agile Rocket. The channel aims to spread Agile mindset and talk about best practices in a comprehensible manner. I'm Andy, your Agile coach. If you acknowledge the value I share with you, subscribe me, thumbs up, and share it with your friends who would like to know more about Agile. And buy me a coffee through the donation link in the channel introduction. This might be the first time you listen to my speaking English in this channel. In my previous episodes, I've declared that the channel was going to change its talking style from Mandarin to English because there are not sufficient audiences in Asia and I don't want to be limited by language. If you are the offense, I hope you to follow up my episodes and keep noticing my latest content. If you are the new coming listeners, I hope to hear your comments on the channel and share your ideas with me. These days, I was reading a book, Agile Project Management with Scrum. I bet some people know it because its author is the co-creator of Scrum, Ken Swiber. And I'd like to share some stories in this book because although it was published um, 20 years ago, there were still many similar scenarios we might face today. We are able to extract some essence from those cases. Today, I'd like to share a story from a startup, Meta Echo, and tell you how a Scrum Master should behave when he found the team was interrupted by external forces, especially the impediment was the CEO. Okay, so um, let me brief about Meta Echo. 20 years ago, it was still a startup dedicated to crafting code generation software. They had a core library consisting of various object patterns that could uh, describe uh, business patterns, and their clients were able to make use of, of it to generate their own applications. The CTO, Tom, at the time was Ken's friend and invited Ken to help their organization employ Scrum. And... Tom volunteered as a Scrum Master to put it into practice. In the first three years of the operation, they had steady revenue from a core partner, but the time the contracts were going to the end and it said uh, they won't renew the contract because the product was expensive and complex. Even worse, Meta Echo's operation cost centered on the product development and they were spending more money than they really took in. Their CEO... Paul was pretty annoyed with this and started drawing up new business. He asked a key developer to customize the core product for demonstrations to clients. Tom discovered the similar situations many times, and their spring goals were forced to satisfy Paul's requirements such that the new project cannot deliver working software. So Tom argued with Paul and asked him to follow the Scrum rules. If he wanted to put some items with higher priority, he should attend a sprint planning meeting for a discussion. He should not interfere with the team's sprints and make them work in parallel. This definitely damaged their productivity due to frequent interruptions. Paul, of course, was in a dilemma because he wanted to nor miss out the opportunity knocking the door, nor slow down the project's progress. He knew Tom's responsibility to protect the team from interference in order to create value for the organization, for a meta-echo. Finally, he reached a compromise with the CTO and put his requirements into the backlogs. Tom also showed his empathy for Paul. He knew that CEO should take more business into the organization, but he had to take the accountability to serve for the team. In this story, I found that Tom fully reflected the characteristics of a Scrum Master. This role should keep the team from being interrupted by external forces. Software development is a complex, innovative process, so frequent disruption harms the team's focus on delivering values. 
Besides that, he also ascertained the new project would keep producing working software for MetaEcho, lest it should be halted by interruption. From my viewpoint, the CTO's behavior entirely explained a core spirit of Scrum, courage. I remember when I attended PSM training several years ago, there was a scenario. A customer went to a fast food restaurant and ordered a beef hamburger. However, there were not enough beef for the hamburger and the customer insisted he wanted one. If you were the clerk, what would you do? So um, many groups were trying to fulfill his requirements with possible alternatives like adding some chickens or giving him some discount for the incomplete hamburger or silently replacing beef with pork, something like that. We had tried to make the deal, but the fact was that we were unable to fulfill the requirement. Finally, the trainer questioned, why don't you just refuse the request? We were all surprised by the result and stay still because we were trained to um, satisfy customers as possible as we could, but we never thought if we cannot do that. In order to keep our credit, Learning to reject is a demonstration of courage. Also, in his case, Tom showed his courage to reject Paul's requirements and ask him to follow the Scrum rules so the team could work smoothly to generate what he wanted. But I'd like to ask one more question. What if Tom was not a CTO, but a technical manager of a Scrum team? If you were in that situation, what would you do? I really expect to see uh, your idea on the comment area. If you like this episode, Subscribe me, thumbs up, and get latest content bi-weekly. Also, you could buy me a coffee, support me to generate more valuable agile content. See you next time. Bye-bye.